Welcome to Supply Chain Next with your host, Richard Donaldson. Join us as we explore the ongoing evolution of supply chain, from the challenges professionals face every day to the ongoing digital transformation of the entire value network. And good morning. Welcome to another episode of Supply Chain Next. And I am thrilled here today to have a kind of a, a, a Slightly different format where we've got a couple of people representing uh, uh, one of the more unique firms that I've run into, uh, which is the Charlie Pesty, uh, Pesty, sorry, marketing firm. And in, in this sense that, that and I'm going to let them tell their story, but this Charlie and Priyanka here this morning, uh, you know, are, are, are partners in a marketing PR firm focused on supply chain. And in that sense, I, I'm not sure I've seen anything like that. And so I'm going to kind of welcome Charlie and Priyanka to the show. Can't wait to hear you guys' story. Uh, good morning to both of you. Good morning, Richard. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. And, and, and let me also start and just say, because, again, one of the powers of this uh, uh, show, and even you guys uh, uh, sort of show this right away, where are you guys you know, today? Because, Priyanka, I think you are in India, if I remember. Where, whereabouts in India? That's right, Richard. I'm in a place called Kashmir. Um, in the north of India. Right on. Uh, okay. And then, and then Charlie, I, we were talking earlier today. It's like you, you all of 36 hours ago were in Budapest and now you're in the yeah. East coast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, finally, I'm back in, uh, in Philadelphia. Oh, right on. Okay. Well, good. Well, thank you guys for coming in and I'm in Arizona. So again, we're kind of representing the world here, which is kind of fun, but let me start off right up, right off the bat. I'm going to kick it to you, Charlie. Uh, yep. Kind of the origin story. You know, I think you, you, I would love to hear a little bit about, you know, 2015, if I roll back, if I've got this right, that's when Charlie Peshti, uh, the, the firm was born. But yeah. what in the world were you thinking? I know, right? <laughs> Starting a supply chain marketing PR firm back in 2015. Yeah. What, what, what in God's name was going on? I asked the same question to myself. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, so... Uh, the the story actually started back in uh, in in 2009. Um, a German uh, technology company, uh, logistics technology company, hired me to set up the business for them uh, in Central and uh, and Eastern Europe. And after after less than a year, uh, actually, they uh, transferred me to the UK to set up the business for them in the UK and and help the. They already had a a, a small uh, establishment. In the UK, but they moved me to the UK to uh, to strengthen and set up uh, uh, the business for them. And after three years, they sold um, part of the company to an American private equity firm, and they came up with the big idea uh, moving of moving a business to the US and uh, Asia, and uh, they hired someone. Uh, to set up the business in, in Singapore and uh, they moved me to the U.S. Um, to set up the business uh, for them in the U.S. Uh, that was in 2000, uh, 2012 and uh, in 2014 um, they wanted to move us again, uh, the family and then we, we decided um, we didn't want to be part of any more moving because even, if, even before uh, I joined them. We had moved between the UK and Hungary a couple of times uh, for another company. Um, so my family said, no, thank you very much. That was enough of uh, moving. 
So figure something out and 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 make sure that we we, we stay here. Uh, so then we parted ways, and um, um, given my background and all the experience I had in the logistics uh, and supply chain uh, industries and technology uh, specifically, um, I wanted to build my own company. Why not, right? And uh, uh, I secured funds. Uh, I spent and invested a lot of time and effort and money uh, into the business, but uh, probably vast majority of, uh, of early stage startups, it just went bust. So um, after a year, I run out of uh, financial um, fundings and, um, and I had to decide um, to shut it down and do, do something else. Um, we can go back to that point because uh, I learned a lot from that failure. Uh, uh, we, we can talk about it later, but um, uh, just to back to answer your original question, based on all the connections I made uh, in Europe, in the US, and pretty much all over the globe, uh, industry thought leaders, journalists, uh, media outlets, and, and businesses, it was just a natural transition uh, from doing my own business to helping others. Uh, I thought that if I, if I did it, if I, I could do it for myself to a certain degree, I believe that I could help others as well. I could share my, my successes. I could, I could share my connections. I could share my, my thoughts and, and, and experience on failure. And probably that's the, the most efficient way of learning uh, uh, things. So then um, I started reaching out to, to contacts and, and, and businesses I, I worked with. And they, I said, hey, uh, I could help you with a couple of things like content creation, can help you with marketing and PR, I mean, uh, public relations. I can help you even uh, generating leads. And that was the foundation of, uh, of the business back in 2000, 2015, 2016. And that's how I started <clears throat> on my own. And Priyanka uh, was one of the, uh, I think you were back the editor at one of the industry media outlets, right, Priyanka? And, <clears throat> and we started working together. Um, and um, I said, hey, why don't you want to join me on this, uh, this journey? And he was, uh, she was, uh, I wouldn't say brave enough, but crazy enough of uh, joining me, you know? Because <laughs> uh, even in my eyes, that was more than braveness. Uh, she needed to be a little crazy, uh, joining nothing. Because uh, back then, I had like two or three clients, small clients, relatively speaking, small clients, at least uh, the businesses uh, and the services I provided was relatively small, but I convinced her and uh, we've been working together uh, ever since then. And um, uh, yeah, so this is the foundation of, uh, of, 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 of the business. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going uh, to jump in on that one and because and, yeah. and, and you swung it over, but Priyanka, you know, I mean, I think Charlie's being a little bit self-effacing here. He, <laughs> I, I, I'm already getting a sense and it might be the jet lag, 
He's a little bit understated, but let me ask you, cause you're going to have a different perspective on his origin story. There what you go. were you thinking <laughs> no, no, yeah, right? into the when meat. this crazy guy from Hungary, right? Who's now displaced the United States. who just said, all right, I'm done with the startup thing. I'm going to go do marketing and PR. What were you thinking <laughs> back in 2015, 2016? And, and all, you're in India this whole time. What were you up to and how did you run across Charlie and what attracted you to this at that time? Um, that's, that's a very interesting uh, question, Richard. And there are a lot of, um, there are, there are a lot of factors that came into play here. Firstly, I was, uh, um, I started off as a journalist in, in the maritime industry. So I realized pretty early that I was more, um, interested or, or attracted to technology stories. Um, you know, so I would do those as features. I would take a lot of trouble to um, interview people in the technology space. And as you would imagine in those days, the maritime industry wasn't really embracing technology. So they, they were few and far between. Um, and then Charlie would send me very interesting stories to write up on technology such as blockchain, um, you know, things that I have, had to research about things that, that really interested me. And when we started um, talking, he had this vision um, and he had insight into the industry, um, which I thought was was very exciting. Um, I saw from my experience that the industry did require uh, people to tell stories, people to, you know, a deep understanding, because uh, when there was this influx of technology, um, a lot of these people were hardcore techies. Uh, they would talk product. They would talk technical things. Um, that you couldn't really translate to a market, um, you know, of people that, that were interested in your solutions. Um, so we had to intervene and we had to tell them the right way to, to, you know, craft their messaging, to tell their stories, you know, how they can reach their audience. Um, and I, and I thought, like he said, I thought it was very brave. I thought it was very exciting. And I also loved the fact that I had free hands, um, working with Charlie is, is, is he doesn't micromanage. He doesn't breathe down your throat. Um, he says, okay, you have an idea, do it, <laughs> which was scary at first, but then it, it led to very interesting verticals that we formed within the company and, and were able to really, um, today, uh, offer an end to end solution, you know, whether it's, it's PR, it's marketing, it's social, it's, it's the technical backend stuff like SEO and Google and all that, mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I think, and I'm going to come back to both you guys here with sort of broadening the question a little bit. I'm going to come back to Charlie here, which is, and Charlie, I want to go back to, you know, pre-2015, pre the founding of, 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 of the marketing PR firm, you were engaged in a startup focused on a supply chain solution. So I don't want to overlook that. I'm curious as to what that was, but then the question inherent in there is, through the experience and the failure, and as an entrepreneur, trust me, I, more failures yeah. probably than successes. That's just the norm. That's good. And that's we need to talk about them. And that's how you should yeah. learn, right? Uh, exactly. Even as a product person, I like to tell people, my, the feedback I'm looking for is not what's working. It's what's not working because I'd rather yeah. fix that, the failures, right? But so, yeah. so when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, all right, we're, in the, we're kindred spirits there. But my question is, buried in here is, through trying to develop and launch a startup in the supply chain space, 
Was it that kind of lesson that you found? And Priyanka was talking about this, that, you know, you're dealing with such a big vertical that was so resistant to technology or resistant to change in some way, shape or form that you had to learn how to speak to that vertical almost differently than you did to say a marketing team or a sales team or a finance team. Like through your experience and launch of your startup, was that, you know, with those elements, what cascaded into you launching a marketing PR firm that could tell stories about technology that's kind of trying to get into supply chain or what was sort of like, what was the startup experience that gave birth to marketing and PR for you? I mean, what, what did you learn during that process? Um, I would say that um, my thoughts about and around uh, technology in the logistics and supply chain space roots back to even uh, early early 2000s or, or mid uh, two, 2003, 2005. Uh, I used to work for a traditional uh, freight forwarding company. And um, um, and even before that, uh, uh, for a, a traditional uh, trucking company. And what I thought was that uh, technology need to play needed to play a much bigger role in uh, in the industry than it was back at that time. And um, um, I wanted to find a technology company in the space and to join them uh, and learn what it is about and how it potentially could uh, help the industry moving forward because I believe that it was inevitable that the technology would break into the industry. It was just a matter of time. And I'm very grateful uh, for being able to join uh, the company, this German uh, company, Transporion, uh, back then um, because that was. Uh, I can say that I used it as a springboard because I knew nothing about technology uh, in the uh, in the space other than Excel spreadsheets, uh, fax machines, uh, phone calls. Um, uh, you know, um, and I'm very grateful for them to taking me on board and uh, letting me into into that world. Um, and then when I started uh, focusing more on, on, on technology in the industry, but I, well, it's easy to say, and, and, and we can hear that um, so many, over and over again, and the, the industry is reluctant on uh, 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 adopting uh, technology in the space. Um, it's just true, but probably not more than any other industry or or uh because we as a, as individuals are reluctant uh, uh accepting anything new right especially when it comes to a traditional old industries like logistics or supply chain and uh, i would say that it is just not uh, different than any other industry Yeah, well, so, 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 so now I'm going to flip it forward a little bit, though, then. Yeah. So with that now looking kind of experiences, so now go from 2015 to kind of where we are now, 
And it's yeah. going to be a question for both of you guys. I'm going to start with you, Charlie, here. Is as the firm, you know, well, first of all, you were, you were about six years ahead of the tsunami that we now see yeah. that supply chain, right? It was yeah. sort of coming, it was building around 2015. And, you know, ironically, I was, I was just uh, 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 starting um, Requis, actually, uh, just, just past that. Or actually, well, a couple of years past that, I was in the middle of supply chain. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of had this, uh, how should I say it, this forming going on. But in the last four or five years, you know, you've seen, you know, you were at the right place at the right time, whether you predicted it or not. Looking back, you made a great choice, right? At the time, yep. I'm, I'm with you, like where chance favors the prepared, <laughs> right? Timing yep. sometimes is out of our control. We just happen to be, you know, we just, we put ourselves in the right place. You catch the wave, you have a great, you, you know, you're in the pipeline. Um, but now looking back on it, you really have, we really have seen, and you've been at the forefront of some of these changes, right? I mean, technology yeah. supply chain is all the rage. It is literally at the forefront of just about everything. You are seeing now supply chain leaders being tapped to run companies. I mean, supply chain is the in thing. It's the new black. It's, it's you know, it's everything, right? But it didn't happen overnight. So, Reflect a little bit on 2015 till now and what you've seen and how the firm itself has grown as sort of a proxy for everything that's going on in technology adoption in supply chain. Because you're right there. You're, you're telling these stories. You've seen it. What, you yeah. know, what's been going on? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, the, the industry has been, has been developing and, and, uh, and, and more and more companies uh, pop up. Uh, over and over again, um, I mean, over the time. And what we see is that actually we, we do not have, because we do not need um, uh, to go after companies uh, to get business. Uh, we are kind of fortunate enough, um, I can say, that businesses come to us uh, for help. Right? So, uh, and that I think that shows um, uh, the volume of of, of business and the volume of, of interest uh, in the industry in the space uh, that there's no shortage of, uh, of 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 new ideas, new technologies, uh, new visionaries uh, um, in, in the in the supply chain industry, and, and that that that's a good thing. That's a good thing, and and. Uh, and I encourage every genius is out there uh, who's never heard uh, about supply chain and, and logistics before. Join us. We need you. Uh, and so we need, so we'll, yeah. we'll keep going, keep going on that. And let me, let me, let me, let me kind of double click on that for a second. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to shift to Priyanka for a here and, and also kind of again, re revisit that question, which is, you know, as Charlie's saying quite, quite appropriately, you know, it's sort of like, you know, the, you've got these sort of, you know, in the bench technologists, let's look at Elon Musk, right? Yeah. Like, like him or dislike him. The guy has changed the world when it comes, yeah. literally, when it yeah. comes to cars, when it comes to space travel, when it comes to payments, you know, when he, when he co-founded yeah. PayPal. PayPal. But kind of like you're saying, Charlie, that there's, you know, technology requires technologists to sort of come in and adapt for the different verticals and applications, whether it's medical, whether it's space flight, whether it's cars, or in our case, supply chain. 
But the question still stands that, you know, as you are in the middle of telling the story of this kind of change and transformation, right? And Priyanka, what, what have you seen kind of evolve over the last four or five years where, you know, the, the, the dialogue has changed, the temperaments change, the companies that are coming in that are looking to get into the space. Why do they need a marketing PR firm to tell the story in the first place, right? Over these last four or five years. And what have you been telling them? Like, what did you have to translate for supply chain people? Like, what was the disconnect? And then what have you kind of seen in that, you know, filling that disconnect for everybody? Because that's, that's the void you guys fill. So Priyanka, what have, what, how have you seen that evolve over the last four or five years? I think, I think the biggest thing that we've had to do, um, Richard, is give our customers confidence, um, you know, that they're telling their stories appropriately. We, we had to bring them out of their, their caves and say, hey, speak to your audience, let people know who you are, bring your customers, you know, we'll, we'll help you, we'll help you tell the story together. Let's not talk about the tech per se, let's talk about the problems you're solving, let's talk about the value you're bringing to people. You know, people were, were working in silos. People were, were not collaborating. Um, I think what we've been able to do is generate some great content and have some great conversations around problems. You know, why should you invest in this technology? What does it do to you, for your business? How does it bring you that ROI? You know, and, and give them the confidence to come forward and say that because they've been, um, what we've seen is people were in the background um, they didn't want to come forward. They didn't want to bring their customers. Customers didn't want to engage with their technology providers. Um, you know, they, they're always afraid to lend their brand name. Um, but I think that attitude has changed and in a big way where now we have requests uh, from customers within, uh, you know, clients, companies, we have different people coming forward. Everyone wants to come forward now and be on a podcast or be on a round table or even speak to the media. I think that attitude changed and, and there's this, this um, need for collaboration, need to understand what peers and even competitors are doing and saying. Um, and so I see people engaging with this content a lot more now than they used to. 100%. And, and, and let me, and then I'm going to come back to Charlie here in this one. So within that, within the context of the content, right? And, and the question is, okay, if I've got a technology and I'm trying to sell this to so, and you know, first of all, we're, we're dealing with big B to big B. So let's start there, right? This is not a consumer oriented play. We're not dealing with emotions. We're dealing with business people. So you got to put your LinkedIn hat on, not your Facebook hat, right? And then as I look at the enterprise and I begin to subdivide the enterprise who I'm targeting, it could be finance, it could be sales, it could be marketing, it could be HR. But in this case, we're talking about supply chain. And I guess my question to you, Charlie, is, I think there's a little bit inherent because you guys have specialized in supply chain marketing and PR. There's a slightly different way to talk to the supply chain organization that sort of evolved and Priyanka was kind of touching on it that people didn't get right away, right? Like, like if you were selling to the HR group, a technology solution, it's not the same way you would package it if you were selling the supply chain solution because they, they were a bit resistant initially. That's changed. I think they've grown to realize they have to adopt technology. But I, my question again, Charlie, like, like there's, there, there are some things you guys have seen and uncovered and learned and how to talk to supply chain people that is somewhat yeah. unique. This is, a, this is a, uh, an excellent question, Rich, uh, Richard, because uh, um, we all 
understand the difference between uh, B2C and B2B marketing uh, or, or businesses. But one thing that we we have to remember is that even if if is a B2B relationship, at the end of the day, there's an individual or group of individuals who will make a decision, right? So, and from that point on, it's not a B2B thing anymore, right? So you have to talk to, to the right people and you have to convince the people, the person, the decision maker uh, on the other side about the benefits of your product, about your uh, the benefits of your services. So I think it, it's critical for for businesses to understand that, okay, you are in a B2B space, but at the end of the day, you have to convince uh, an individual or a group of individuals. And, and, the, and the other thing is that, that uh, they will make a decision on their personal feelings, on their personal opinions, um, about their personal preferences. Right, but still, it's a he or she is an individual. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and 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 let me let me again, kind of, I'm going to triple click on this one because I think you're about to touch on it. So, help me to understand. So I'm I'm going to put the context. So I'm a I'm a prototypical client for you guys, like a technology. Yeah. Let's just say a technology solution, right? Yeah. And I, I see that supply chain is a giant opportunity for me, right? Yeah. And I think my solution meets the supply chain problems. So first right. and foremost, how do you evaluate a potential client who wants to sell into the supply chain space and help them to our, you know, uncover what their value proposition is? Because they may come to you and say, I want to sell the supply chain because I've got a really cool technology. Okay, well, that's probably not going to go anywhere because everyone says they have a great technology. But what specifically are you addressing in the supply chain organization's needs? Right back to your kind of point about what do these people really need? Right, what are yeah. they really looking for? Right, everyone in supply chain is looking for technology, but what specifically? Right, so how do you help your first of all? How do you evaluate a client and help them artic- you know find out what their real value proposition is, and then shift it so that it is actually something that is you articulate for supply chain people that works better? Um, so technically, you answered your own question. <laughs> right? So this is not about uh, you, you as, a, as, a, as a new uh, technology provider in this space. It's not about you. It's not about your product. It's not about your services. It is about your your client, about your prospect. You need to understand uh, what their problems and difficulties and challenges are, and translate your solution uh, to to their problem. Because the only way to to get on board is if you solve the problem and challenges what they face on a day to day basis, and. And that challenge could be could be different from one company uh, to to the other. Even if the solution the solution can be the same, but the challenge uh, can be different. And and the 
and different challenges could be solved uh, with pretty much the same same solution. But first and foremost, you have to understand your clients, your prospects. Uh, bluntly put, uh, put uh, shut up, sit down, listen what the problems and challenges are, and then uh, try to uh, solve their problems and challenges with your solution. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Break. I know you're ready. I can see you chopping to come in because I want to, and I was ready to kind of flip over to you, but I'm going to, and I'm going to let you come in and answer on that one, but let me, let me refine it just a little bit. So within that. Sorry for my language. Oh, no, 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 Safe space, whatever you want to call it. Jump in, say it all. But yeah. Priyanka, and I think Charlie's kind of was steering this direction, which is what are these things that supply chain organizations are looking for, right? So if, so if I'm like, again, imagine now you're kind of on stage and I got a bunch of supply chain technology companies coming in going, oh my God, Priyanka, how do I speak to this vertical? What, what are they looking for? What would you tell them? What are the things that you would help them to just start in that approach, right? Go, go, go ahead. Yeah. The thing is, uh, Richard, very often they don't know what they want to be very honest. Yeah. They come yeah, to right. us and say, we want. You You're know, talking about the supply chain. People don't know what they want. Right. Right. Yeah. So they come yeah, in they and they're just like, Oh my God, I need help. And you're like, okay, I mean, what do you need help with? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I just need help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, um, just just getting into the operational level here, and uh, you know we have an intensive discovery process with them, right? That that includes you know SMEs from our team that will vet the solution, that will deep dive into it, go through their demos, go through their sales cycles, um, you know, look at success that they found. Um, we also uh, tend to bring in the media on some of these discovery during these discovery phases. We'll have journalists get in and call them out on their BS. <laughs> Because like I said, uh, every technology uh, solution provider thinks that they've changed the world, which they may have, uh, but not completely and not for everyone. Um, so, you know, we want to hone in or we want to, uh, you know, filter into the market, the, the decision makers, like Charlie said. Um, and that also um, advises us or, or tells us on, on how we're creating content. So there are different people who are vetting or who are looking for solutions. And then there are the decision makers, um, you know, so, so our process also reflects that we want to create blogs. We want to give, you know, some kind of information about the solution to people who are looking for it actively. And then to the decision makers, we want to give that, you know, meaty white paper wherein they'll be able to study it and, 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 you know, be close to closing the deal. So, Oftentimes, well, let, let me jump in on that one, Priyanka. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you, you, I don't want you to fly over this because I think you also touched on something that's really important. You, you said white paper, right? And the reason I picked on that is because, again, this is sort of inherent in the question is, you know, I, I, I'm not marketing razor blades, you know, or a newfangled drink, but I'm actually, I have to take a different approach through white papers, thought leadership, subject matter expertise that is a little bit more how B2B works, right? It's not, a, it's about educating the prospects, not cool. necessarily selling to them, right? And, and right, so I think there was in there, but let me, let me let's expand on that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it, uh, Richard, because this is not a group of people that can see something and immediately understand what it will do, do for them, you know, for their organization. 
Um, so you have to give them little at a time. You have to be um, visible to them. That comes into the thought leader content, whether, you know, we put our clients on webinars, whether we get interviews for them, you know, live TV so that people gain confidence in the leadership. Um, and then that influences their decision to buy. Um, so it's it's different strategies that we have to implement. Sometimes it's doing market research, you know, and providing insights to the industry um, that would make a prospect turn around and say, hey, okay, uh, you know, these people know what they're talking about. They're speaking to the right people. They're asking the right questions. Um, and then again, it's it's on a global scale. So a white paper that works very well in the US is not going to work in Europe. You know, they have a different form of content. They have a different way to engage their audience. So really, we we take a lot of time to understand our customers, our clients. We We, we take time to understand which direction their business is going how they're expanding in which regions, and then we create opportunities for them, you know. And again, it, it's, not, um, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, it takes time. Um, and there are different elements that we have to bring into it, you know, from a blog to, to a white paper to, to maybe a roundtable events, all, you know, to, to, bring, to bring the correct value. Well, I think I think also what I'm hearing you say too is there's you know first and foremost and again we're kind of at a high level here really contrasting a little bit between B to B to C and B to B right and in B to B and even more specifically when you get into supply chain thought leadership subject matter expertise are a little bit more the drivers behind a marketing strategy or implementation execution strategy if you will but then also consistency right it's about being out there with, you know now doesn't mean you're saying like you know, uh, you're, you're, you're giving pearls of wisdom every time you speak, but you're out there consistently and you're visible because one of the things, you know, that in, inherent in what you're saying, and I'm hearing you say is that, you know, beyond the value proposition of your product, the person who's making the choice oftentimes is making a choice. And what's the least risky solution to me yep. as a business person, right? Exactly. Right. That's their emotional kind of thing. Cause it's a, yep. it, again, it's a business choice. And in a business choice, I'm choosing something to help my business, you know, be more profitable, make more money. And more specifically, I don't want to lose my job. Right. And that's one of the key differentiators from B to C and B to B is anybody who makes a purchasing decision, the ultimate consequence, negative consequence of their decision is they get fired. Yep. And it, it, that doesn't happen in consumer land. Right. I can buy a pair of jeans. I'm not going to get fired. Maybe they don't fit right. But <laughs> OK, so what? Maybe, you know maybe, what I mean? like maybe buy your wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but it's, it's a, it's a much different, I mean, like fundamentally different. you are making a, you are trying to convince someone to make a decision where the consequence can mean they lose their job, Yep. you know, and that's a whole, I mean, that is philosophically, that is so different from B to yep. C. And if you don't even, if you're not even there in the beginning, then you're kind of missing the whole point. So yep. Charlie, I'm going to swing back to you and kind of expand on that. But I, I, there's a specific also inside of this, which is, Historically, and this is one of the things I've observed, is that technology, and one of the reasons why I even got into the game, is that supply chain never had its own technology solutions. It was always someone else's solution. So for example, supply chain had to use a finance solution we all know as SAP, and somehow try to make that a supply chain solution. Well, it never was a supply chain solution. It was always a finance solution, right? And then we've seen other things like, you know, a strict procurement solution because of course RFPs and RFQs have been around forever. So, you know, the procurement world has had a focus or even trucking and logistics 
has had a focus, right? Where solutions have been very tailored to just an RFX kind of world or a shipping logistics world. But there's never again been a supply chain solution, right? Or supply chain technology. So my question in that, Charlie, is what does it even mean to be a supply chain technology today versus historically it was either kind of a jerry-rigged finance solution or it was a procurement solution? Like, I mean, we have this whole new emerging space of supply chain solutions. What, is it, what does that even mean? Yeah, the supply chain solution um, could mean different things uh, for different people. Uh, if you think about supply chain as a whole, uh, it's, a, it's a global challenge, right? Uh, and I, I do not believe that there will be one company on planet Earth who would be able to provide a sub, the supply chain solution for everybody. Because there are so many uh, stakeholders um, in the chain that there's no way that you have, a, you, have a, you have the solution for every one of them. So uh, in my view, there always will be uh, different uh, providers, different uh, solutions, different, different uh, technology in, uh, technologies in the space. So there they always be a need for collaboration, cooperation, integration to make things work. Are there, are there, well, in, 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 absolutely. And I think that's, you know, again, open collaborative is kind of also an outcome of even yeah. the information age, right? I mean, yeah. closed source software versus open source software, we kind of know who won that, you know, yeah. uh, battle. And everything that we see today is a more open collaborative versus the, you know, age old industrial age kind of concept of killer be killed and everything is a you know yeah. finite amount of resources. And I got to, you know, if I don't get it, someone else will zero sum gain, yada, yada, yeah. yada. That's, that's giving yeah. way now to like, well, yeah. wait a minute, I can actually collaborate with all of my quote unquote competitors and the world's so big with now 8 billion people, there's enough for it to go around, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I can't, exactly. I can't, I can't, I can't do it for everybody. I mean, there's just no yeah. way, right? Uh, you, you, you have to, you have to think it, uh, think about it, think about supply chain uh, solution as a, as a hot dog, right? Supply chain technology, technology of the hot dog. Uh, the hot dog bun is nice, tastes good. You can, you can have it. You have a bratwurst, uh, you can have it. It, it tastes good. It's okay. You can have mustard. It's okay. Tastes good. You can eat it. Ketchup, whatever you you uh, you name it. But if you put these things together, then you have the damn hot dog, and that tastes good. And and that's and that's how I see supply chain technology. And, and the hot dog is a supply chain technology, but there are different elements of the hot dog, and and that make that collaboration that uh, group makes the ultimate experience what you need and, and what you'd be looking for. Agreed. And I, and, I, and I think it's a great way to kind of, it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's some ingredients when you put them, the ingredients by themselves yeah. are their own things, but when you put them yeah. together, you have this exactly. fantastic creation, yeah. right? Uh, exactly. And it's a recipe that goes into it. Yeah. Well, now let me, let, me, let me shift a little bit and come back to you, Priyanka, which is now, here we are today, we're kind of coming out of this, you know, this pan, whatever we call this last few years, this, this lunatic last few years, 
that's caused Charlie to spend 36 hours traveling because now that's unfrozen. You know, I mean, people are just going, they're almost waking up going, I don't even know what the hell happened these last couple of years. It's like, I just came out of the club and I'm like, Jesus, what happened here? Holy Christ. It's <laughs> so, but things are, we're here. We are where supply chain is front and center. You guys are in the middle of telling the stories for all these supply chain technologies coming. But now, I mean, there's some things that are starting to emerge that supply chain is really kind of now rooted and taking hold. And we're seeing some things like circularity starting to come in, right? Like some of these, you know, now is supply chain technology adoption and asset visibility and, you know, uh, uh, digital twins. What are some of the trends that you are seeing from your perspective within supply chain looking forward that are kind of the one, two, three things that any technology startup coming, you know, coming into supply chain should be thinking about, right? Relative to supply chain. What are the big kind of mega trends that you're seeing, right? In the story arc of supply chain and digitization kind of looking forward. Yeah. Great question, Richard. I mean, people want things that are going to make their lives easier, right? They don't want to understand these big buzzwords like big data and, and IOT and artificial. That doesn't mean anything to anybody. I mean, I mean, my God, it's like buzzword bingo. Like you just kind of your eyes roll over. I'm like, I don't even know what that means anymore. Some of this stuff, right? Exactly. They, yeah. they want simple, easy to use solutions. I mean, you do the hard work, you give it to us, you show us how it's going to help us and we'll do it. That's one thing. The other thing is sustainability. You know, people want to make sure that they're you know, conscious of, of what they're doing, how their solution is impacting the environment, um, you know, um, who the leadership is. They want to make sure that they're dealing with the right people. Um, so these are things that people are becoming very conscious of. And, and I think that's good because it, it, it allows for a lot of accountability, um, you know, not something that pops up and that's, that's, that's very intensive or, you know, has a huge carbon footprint. Um, so there's this huge measure to manage uh, debate that's on right now, uh, which is going to be very interesting. Um, and like Charlie said, there's a lot of collaboration. People are not afraid. Um, you know, one company can be using multiple technology solution providers, and that means that they have to work together. Um, and and just yesterday, yesterday I saw a product, um, you know, from one of our customers that helps manage all these different technology providers and shows, you know which one is down and when. Um, and so that means that you have to work together. You've got a great solution, but, but so does he and so does she. Um, and, you know, and let's come together and get that, uh, you know, bang for our buck from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it back around, Charlie, the same, because I know you're jumping in the bit on that one, but similar question. Like, what are you seeing? What are the megatrends? Um, I'd like to take this opportunity uh, and call uh, fellow supply chain maniacs and, and technology providers um, on sustain sustainability, it's a it's a huge thing. Uh, I must tell that it is still a hard sell. Um, I'm glad, and 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 we see more and more companies, businesses, especially large ones, larger ones, to not only to talk about it, but to do something about it. But still. It is a hard sell. Well, is it? Let but, me ask a question on that one because this is this is going to go. I'm going to touch on your storytelling here for a second because, and I'm going to go back to and kind of validate Priyanka's buzzword bingo here. Sustainability yeah. is so overused to me. I'll be controversial. To me, it's become a buzzword. I don't even know what sustainability means anymore. 
And yep. I'm kind of yep. at the same yeah. mindset yeah. Yeah. where I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. the minute I hear you say sustainability, I'm like, I, I, okay, what does that mean? Like, what are we talking about? What specifically are you trying to get to? Cause I can be sustainable yeah. in my materials. I can be in sustainable in my recycling and manufacturing. I mean, so how, how do you, how do you expand on what sustainability actually should mean? Um, I, I do not think, I do not believe that I'm, I'm, I'm the person to uh, <laughs> say, um, okay. uh, no, what, what sustainability mean for individual businesses. Uh, but what I would say is that the, the smallest, uh, and, 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 and the smallest step you can make, uh, uh, towards a, a greener future to a, a more sustainable future you have to do it and, and and don't try to to solve the sustainability issue um overnight because you will not be able to but uh you have to do something about it and and even even the smallest step just like i don't know remove uh removing um plastic caps from your office or uh, I don't know, the, even the smallest thing could make a big difference uh, uh, later on. Um, well, I, I wanted to, to say was really that um, it's difficult, at, at least today, it's difficult to put uh, an ROI on a sustainability movement or a campaign or anything. Do not expect thousands of clicks or thousands of views on any sustainability related uh, uh, project today. That's why I'm saying that it is a hard sell. But God bless you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, ha- you, you have to do it. Keep pushing for it. Keep pushing for it. Well, let me, let me, and I'll come back to you, Priyanka. And, and this is, and, and I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll reveal my bias here a little bit. Uh, because I've written about this a little bit, thought about it, but I think sustainability, you know, and again, we kind of, we, we hear a lot of, and this has been going on for a long time, you know, whether it's you know, global warming, whether it's decarbonization, whether it's water reuse, you know, I mean, there's just a bunch of different areas where sustainability can come in. And again, it's, it's such a global or sorry, such a big term, you know, it loses specificity and therefore it's hard to kind of do anything with it, right. Without saying, well, what do you mean by that? However, I do think there is a theme here, and the question to you, Priyanki, is circularity, right? And this is where I think circularity and sustainability, sustainability is sort of the meta thing, because there are a lot of ways to be sustainable, but circularity, when I look at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, when I look at some of the circle group out of the Netherlands, um, when I look at you know, the fact that we're 8% circular today, you know, based on um, the data that's available on the 105 gigatons of materials that are coming out of the earth and being moved around and whatever. But that's starting to emerge to me as sort of a meta trend where it's tangible, it's real. And really what are we talking about is focusing on kind of essentially recycling, reuse. I mean, recycling is a piece of it, but you know what I mean? Circularity seems to be a theme that's starting to emerge. How do you see that now in the context of the question of around sustainability and making it, you know, making solutions practical around that? Is circularity starting to emerge a little bit more clearly in the area of sustainability or how do you view that? Um, I mean, Richard, there are certain, there are certain um, customers of ours that, that practice that and advocate that and 
and even created best practices, um, you know, on, on how to reuse um, some of their technology elements or some of their um, solutions. But I would say it's still in, in its very nascent stages. Um, it's not, I mean, I'm sure that um, if people can envision it, if people can see how that works, if you can, if people can create use cases and show uh, the impact that that will have, uh, it'll definitely pick up. It's there in 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 parts, um, but it's still in its very nascent um, stages. From what we see, um, it's it's not it's not very deeply thought of. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I think there's a lot. I mean, you know, I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there's still a lot of ambiguity, but you know, things are kind of starting to crystallize, right? As they do. For example, when you guys started the firm six or seven years ago, technology and supply chain was still kind of vague. What the hell did that mean? That's right. gotten a lot more refined over the last six or seven years. You know, so like circularity is sort of an inevitable conclusion. I think we'll get there, but it may take ten or fifteen years. Right? It's a big theme, but it's you know we're still kind of trying to figure out what that means. So let me let me let me come back a little bit and also Charlie, kind of you know, and again with the firm and what you guys are doing, but you guys have been growing. Again, concurrently in parallel with everything going on in supply chain, you know, how do you see your firm and the story around supply chain and technology? Just you know, look forward a few years. You know, you guys are growing. It's it's international. It's everything. You know, what is what what do you see piloting? You know, you, you know, not only your firm but just where things are going over the next few years. Like what what you know, what are your clients doing? How are you advising them? How are you getting them prepared for? Because it's. It's here. I mean, if you're in supply chain and you're in supply chain technology, it's like one of the hottest sectors you can be in, period. Right. Yeah. You know, how are you helping people kind of, you know, uh, take advantage of that right now? Yeah. Um, one of the uh, one of the positives that uh, came out of uh, this um, um, pandemia uh, and this few years of, of nightmare was that um supply chain has become uh uh and hit uh the the mainstream media and the headlines and uh that's been helping uh the industry tremendously um even uh, uh everyday people realize and kind of have a bit of an uh, insight into uh, into supply chain and and that will help um, that will help the industry tremendously uh, let me circle back to to one of my uh, early points I made uh, today was that uh, we want and we need new faces uh, new geniuses uh, fresh young, uh, uh, talent in the industry to move it forward, and um, and and that's how I can uh, I can see the next uh, five, ten, fifteen uh, more years that more and more young uh, visionaries will join the space and 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 help us help the incumbents help uh, uh, new businesses to grow. And do more, and uh, just to link it back to your point on on sustainability and and the circle uh, uh, economy, uh, that will be uh, a, 
part of it and 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 and, and the supply chain will do much more and can do much more uh for for, for these uh problems and, and challenges uh in the future so bright bright future ahead bright bright future ahead and attract all the people i mean that's another thing that yeah. i think and again if i'm looking at you know in the industries you know they're looking to attract people i mean this is now now we're in the education side we're in again yeah. this is a marketing pr thing how do you make supply chain sexy right so yeah. if i'm in if yeah. i'm in college Right. And I'm looking at all the things I can do in my career. You know, I, I don't remember even my college, anyone even talking about supply chain. That was, you know, eons ago. But, you know, in today's, you know, you know, marketing, sales, MBA, is there a supply chain where people are lining up to go be a part of that? Right. The same yeah. way they used to want to be an investment banker or they wanted to be, you know, the head of uh, marketing or something like that. Like, you know, chief supply chain officers need to come to the forefront. People need to see the stories of people like Tim Cook, right? So, yeah. as a contrast to Steve Jobs, Tim Cook is a supply chain person, and yeah. again, you he's can a supply chain and, and he's right. an absolute supply chain person, right? And he's running the company now. You can critique positive and negative, but you can't deny that a supply chain practitioner is running the company and you know running it in certain ways. And a lot of people are saying, "I need this supply chain type perspective to run companies." And in fact, I was just thinking. I don't know if you know, but Radu Palmariu, right? The, 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 the recruiter, you know, out of Singapore. Uh, I, and I think Charlie, this goes, I think Radu is Romanian. Charlie, you're Hungarian. So all of a sudden I'm starting to go, wait a minute, I'm connecting dots here. There's something about Eastern Europe and supply chain people, right? And they're the ones that are running the world right now. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what uh, goes on Richard, over there. You know? yeah, yeah. But, and then th- this is this is one of the beauties of of the industry that it, it's so international. It, it's so yes. global, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, and, and and I can say that this is one of the one of the most interesting points uh, about uh, about the industry that it's so different. It, it's so diverse. It, it's so so many people, so in different different places. Uh, I moved around the globe uh, for a few years. Um, I lived on five or six uh, in five or six countries on two different continents. And, and the one thing that I, I learned was that um, you can speak a language at whatever level. That's one thing. But understanding the people is a completely different story. And there's a huge gap between the two. Right, and and supply chain is, is is one of one of the one of the things that can bridge this gap and these gaps. Right, so, um, we have to be grateful having a supply chain uh, and on on top of uh, people's minds today, because that will uh, just um, make more connections and 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 uh, and. and yeah, it's just, uh, so, absolutely. So well, great. evidence by the call. Look at this. Here we are. We got Pennsylvania, Arizona, India. Exactly. I mean, you know, exactly. it's already international. And so, yeah. And and and, yeah. and Priyanka, and I think that's a good. And let me let me only conscious of time to you here. We're kind of winding down, but you know, Priyanka, as you think about that, and I think Charlie brings up some good points. Like, 
you know, if you're thinking about people who are getting into supply chain now, and let's focus on kind of the, the up and comers, like how are you helping them and advising? I'm sure you run into people all the time. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, every time I run into someone who's in college, I'm like, oh my God, are you thinking about supply chain? You know, just to kind of test the waters. How do you speak to people today who are thinking about even, emer- you know, embarking on a career, getting into supply chain? Like, I mean, given your experiences, I mean, how, how are you helping kind of tell that story and getting people excited about supply chain? Yeah. That's very interesting, Richard, because I remember it was a couple of weeks ago where, you know, I, I asked one of these um, youngsters, <laughs> you know, a college goer, I said, what do you think a person in supply chain does? Um, and he said, it's probably someone, you know, in a nine to five job sitting behind a computer, <laughs> you know, just typing away all day. Um, and you were absolutely right when you said that it's it's the kind of content that we're putting out, right? I was recently on a on a panel about women in, in the supply chain and uh, what we can do to attract more women into the space because it it requires a lot of multitasking. It requires a lot of, um, you know, stress management. And I think these are skills that, um, you know, women have naturally. These, these are things that, that come naturally to women. So I said, if we keep saying that the supply chain is an industry that's 24-7, it's stressful, it's it's very technical, it's not sexy. I mean, no one wants to no one wants to touch that with a stick, right? So it's about how we how we project the industry to youngsters. So we have this um within the organization, we have um, you know, one of our one of our values, I would say, is bring your crazy ideas you know, bring them. It might be the craziest idea on the planet, but we need those kind of ideas. We need, you know, fresh perspectives. We need outsiders. We need you to tell us how to make this industry sexy because we all love working in it. I mean, it is something that we would never give up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So even with the youngsters in our team, like our digital marketing team, they come up with, with the craziest ideas and we love them. You know, we, we just think about how we're going to execute these. So I think that's where um, the appeal will lie in how we project this industry and, um, you know, how, how we talk about the interesting things that happen. Just think about how creative you have to be for a single shipment in some, in some ways. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, it's true. I, 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 absolutely. And I think you also, then Charlie, I'm going to kind of, you know, let you, let you close out here a little bit. But it's kind of the same thing, like what, you know, and I think Priyanka touches on, on so many different things there, you know, as far as, you know, getting people in to think differently and kind of looking forward. And, and I'll, 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 I'll tease you a little bit with this leading question, which is, you know, I start to connect like supply chain is really the only part of the businesses in aggregate that touches every human being. Yeah universally. And Brian, and I still link this from Brian over at Refashion Ventures and Lisa Morales, because he, he says, you know, the supply chain connects everyone. It's the central nervous system that literally interlocks. Every human being is either a user of the supply chain or a producer on the supply chain or oftentimes both. So to get things kind of sexy, I started looking at actually the space race. And here's where things get crazy is if I look at Chris Kemp, who's the CEO of a company called Astra, and everyone knows SpaceX and Elon, but there's all these other rocket companies showing up. Chris Kemp says, I'm not a rocket company. I'm actually a supply chain company. And he's a software guy, by the way. So he's another one of these innovators coming in and changing the world, just like Elon changing SpaceX. 
But I start I, I start legitimately thinking about that. I mean, today when I got on before you guys, I was reading about you know South Korea going through SpaceX, putting something on the moon. I mean, we we're literally developing the early frameworks of our space-based bi-directional supply chain because we're going to have to deliver supplies to people going to space, and eventually we'll be pulling supplies back. So if you want me to make super sexy and relevant and into perpetuity what supply chain is, well, you know, supply chain not only interlocks everyone on this planet, it will interlock every human being that goes forth into space, right? How do you want to play with that one? That's pretty freaking cool as far as I'm concerned. How do you see that, Charlie? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's crazy to, to think about it, how, how big and, uh, the supply chain is and, and, the, and, and, and the, the, the endless uh, opportunities within the supply chain. Think about this. There are only two um, the industries that can make or break the world. One is the supply chain. And the second one is finance. That's it. I just, that, that will give you a perspective how big the opportunity is within supply chain. Whether you are a rocket scientist or, or a space explorer or um, uh, investment banker or anything, right? So the opportunities are endless and, 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 the opportunities are for, for young individuals, talented individuals to make things better. A hundred percent. And let me, it's interesting you say that because the one, when, and I agree with you. And here's, here's my little bit of my bias dig against the finance world. And by the way, I started my career mm-hmm. as an investment banker. So I'm a reformed finance person. So I can tease them. Supply <laughs> chain is even more fundamental than finance because the supply chain existed before finance even existed. Yeah. The supply chain is the basket of goods that finance has tried to put a currency around. Right? right? So yeah. finance is literally an, a, 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 an oil that's trying yeah. to grease the wheels of efficient supply chain. Yeah. So if I looked at the root DNA of everything that we consider to be commerce, Supply chain started when human beings multiplied more than two people because all of a sudden I had to connect everybody, right? Food and substance and stuff like that. So it's sort of like you're dealing with the oxygen of almost the human condition, which is supply chain, right? And I'm not sure people really fully understand how pervasive supply chain is and has to be for the human species to survive, right? I mean, I look at ant colonies and ants are just massive supply chain people, right? In nature, yeah. you know, that's what they do. Uh, you know, so you see it all. So anyways, I, I literally, I feel like we could go, I'm looking at this, I'm going, an hour's just gone. Uh, you know, that's what happens when these things get going. I feel like we could be doing this for the rest of the day. So I want to be conscious of your guys' time and everything else and it's Friday morning. But this has been an amazing conversation. Any last words, Charlie? Any thoughts or anything you want to throw out there just kind of, you know, to kind of close things out? Yeah, uh, I just uh, want to repeat myself. Um, young people, young individuals, young, ta- young talents out there, we need you. The industry needs you. Uh, join us. There are endless opportunities for you, for your family, for your friends. Now, and awesome. And also, it's easy to find you guys. I mean, both of you are on LinkedIn. You got the Charlie Pesty, obviously the website, you know, you guys are open to networking and everything. So, I mean, reach out, you know, anytime, anywhere kind of thing. 
Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Priyanka, yeah, it, it is yeah, well too. Just, just, yeah, just yeah, one, yeah, one, one yeah. more thing, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you have uh, any wild or crazy idea, uh, reach out to us. We love crazy ideas. We love crazy people. Uh, we want to hear about you. We, we, we want to hear your story. Yeah, awesome. And and, and Priyanka, same same. So you just the, the, you know building on that a little bit. Closing thoughts, parting thoughts. You know, reach out to the people. What's up? Yep, I think I think. It's it's very exciting, very interesting times. Um, Richard, we need deep content. We need, like Charlie said, there's there's tier one media now that thinks supply supply chain is cool. Um, so we have so many stories to tell, so many different ways to tell them. Um, we're excited about what's to come, and it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And awesome. uh, you know, thank you for having us. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate your guys' time and, uh, you know, have a happy Friday and a great weekend. Thank you, you. Richard. Have a great weekend. You You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments about this episode or topics on supply chain you'd like us to cover, you can reach us at supplychainnext at requis.com. And while you're at it, check out the Requis platform at supplychain.requis.com. Request allows you to manage the full asset lifecycle in the cloud while collaborating with your entire value network to buy, manage, and sell your assets. Find out more at request.com.